Every second Sunday of Lent, the church gives us one of the accounts of the transfiguration. And this year we hear uh, the account from Mark's Gospel. It's such a mysterious event, it's hard for us to picture or to imagine. Jesus brings three of his disciples, Peter and James and John, and, bring, and brings them up the mountain. And the mountain in the scriptures is always a symbol of the encounter with God. So he brings them up, up, up the mountain, and then his appearance changes in front of them. His face and, and body shine like the sun. His clothes become dazzling white. The gospel writer seems to be struggling how even to put this into words. All he can think to say is, is that his clothes were whiter than anyone could have bleached them. This is a revelation of the divinity of Jesus. The glory of God himself shines within Jesus. In the creed, every Sunday, we say these words about Jesus. God from God, light from light, true God from true God. And the disciples were bedazzled by what they saw, the glory of God, the beauty of God, the power of God shining forth from Jesus. The radiant glory certainly overwhelmed them. We're told that they're, they're terrified by what they see. They shrink back in fear before the revelation of the glory of Jesus before them. It's important for us to to remember and to see that it's Jesus' appearance that changes to the disciples. They see him in a new way, but Jesus himself doesn't change. There's no substantial change that occurs in this scene. He's not becoming something that he wasn't before. He's not changing. But the way that his disciples saw him changed. So Jesus wasn't becoming a new Jesus or a different person. He was simply who he has always been. This is affirmed by the words that we hear the Father speak. This is my beloved son. And when did we hear the father say that previously? He said that at the baptism. This is my beloved son. So Jesus has always been the beloved son of the father. He always is and has been who he is. But what changes again is the disciples' vision. Perhaps for the first time they see the divine light shining forth from Jesus. So why does Jesus do this for the disciples? Why is it important that he manifests himself in this way? Why is it important that they see the glory of the divinity hidden within Jesus? It's important because the vision is going to come to an end. They're going to come back down the mountain. To the disciples, everything will appear as it did before. Normal. But the disciples will know, even though now Jesus appears normal again, they'll know that this man Jesus is no mere man, 
but that he, he lives in the glory of the divine light, and the divine light shines forth from him. So again, it's important that we see that there's nothing that changes about Jesus at the scene, but that every moment, actually, Jesus is radiant with the divine light, even though the disciples can't always see it. Jesus is always filled with light. It's always coming forth from him, shining forth from him. So it will be especially important that the disciples are able to see with the eyes of their heart and the eyes of faith when Jesus appears very differently to them, like when he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane Interesting that Jesus brings the same three disciples to the garden with him. He brought them up the mountain where he saw, where they saw him transfigured in glory, and then he brings them to the garden of Gethsemane where they witness something very different. They witness the poverty of Jesus' humanity. They see him crying. They see him sweating tears of or sweating drops of blood out of anxiety for what he is about to go through. He begs them to stay awake with them. So it's almost like the garden is the counter image of the mountain, where on the mountain they see his glory and his power, and on, in the garden they see the opposite of that, his poverty, his neediness, his humanity. But it's important that when that suffering begins, as they see Jesus arrested, ridiculed, tortured, killed, when, they, when their eyes only see Jesus' body bruised and bloodied, it's really important then that with the eyes of faith, they remember who he is, that he is God from God, light from light, true God from true God, not merely a man, but he's God who suffers these things. And that at every moment, light shines forth from Jesus's body, even when they don't see it, even when his body is bruised and, and, and broken, that light pours forth from him. Jesus doesn't change. It's the appearance of Jesus that changes to the disciples. This is why the, the Apostle John in his gospel insists that the glory of Jesus is manifested on the cross, that Jesus is most glorious as he suffers for us. But we don't see that glory with our eyes. We, we have to see that glory with the eyes of faith from our heart. Isn't it interesting that in, in our churches and maybe in your homes too, we, have, we hang crucifixes, not just, not just the cross without the body, but the cross with the body. And it's not, it's not Jesus' resurrected body that we look at at the cross. It's his broken body. Some, sometimes you go to other countries who have 
uh, different traditions surrounding the crucifix, and it's like Jesus' whole body there on the cross is covered with blood. It's so bloody. So many wounds in Jesus' body. And that's what we display publicly. Why is that? It's because when we see Jesus there, we don't just see and the, the dead body of an executed criminal. We see Christ the King on his throne of love. We see the glory that he, that is accomplished there, the glory of love, the Father's love for, for Jesus and for us and his desire that we be saved through that gift of Jesus on the cross. So even the, the crucifix in our homes and in our churches, because of the way we see it, we, we don't look at the crucifix and feel depressed. We look at the crucifix and we, we feel hope because of the glory of the love that we see there displayed before us. When we look at Jesus, we say, he did that for me. I'm loved. That's how much I'm loved. As a sinner, I'm loved that much. Um, I was thinking this morning about another scene that takes place in Mark's gospel, actually just in the next chapter, chapter 10. Uh, Jesus is leaving Jericho and he passes by this, this man who's sitting on the roadside begging. He had, he's one of the few in the gospel who has a name, one of the few um, people who are healed who we know their name. His name is Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus hears that, and Bartimaeus is blind. He hears, though, that Jesus is passing by, and so he starts to make a ruckus. Son of David, have pity on me. He's yelling, yelling out for Jesus. People are trying to get him to quiet down. You're going to bother Jesus. Shh. And uh, anyway, Jesus hears him, tells the people to bring Bartimaeus over, and Jesus says, says to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man says back to him, Master, I want to see. Master, I want to see. So, I want to see Jesus. I want to be able to, to see that through all of the, the crosses of life, that Jesus is glorious and victorious in all the difficulties and all the sufferings. This is really how we can get through the sufferings of our life, is, is if we believe and know with, with the eyes of faith who Jesus is in the midst of my own cross. So this would be a good prayer for us too. Master, I want to see we can pray, pray for the grace to see clearly, which is different than understanding. You know, a lot of times we just want to understand. I want to understand why I'm going through what I'm going through, or why is my loved one going through what they're going through. That's, a lot of times it's not God's will for us to understand, but rather to see. Just like the disciples go up the mountain, they see 
the glory of God before them. They didn't understand it. it. Didn't make sense to them, but they saw it and they believed in Jesus as they see the glory of God. So may our life be this way, that we would be able to see Jesus as he is, as our Savior who's victorious and glorious on the cross and in the crosses of my own life united to his. This would be the source of hope for me in the midst of my own crosses and suffering, that I would be able to bear that. It's exactly why Jesus did this for the disciples, so that as he walked the way of the cross, as he appeared before them bloody and bruised and beaten, they would have this image in their mind and in the eyes of their heart, Jesus, glorious and transfigured before them. So let's ask God today for this gift of vision. Master, I want to see, I want to see, I want to believe in the midst of my crosses, my shame, my difficulties, when I am and feel bruised and bloodied and broken, that you, Jesus, live within me, that God himself lives within me, loving me, saving me, powerful, glorious. That is, is the only real source of hope in the midst of our suffering.